0: And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile
1: app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Now entering nerdist.com.
2: Okay. Looks like we're recording now. God damn it! (laughs) Doug Benson, we've had the weirdest, most cursed. We actually recorded Doug one time before. A few weeks ago. The file turned out weird. Um, Why'd you do it, Doug? And then we've gone been through two computers and a different recording system that we could not. uh, We were having problems with that too. So now we're just recording on a on a little on my Zoom H2. So hopefully yeah. this sounds okay. It sounds fine. Well as as long as we all stare at it like this while talking Poor <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Yeah. We don't want
3: to accidentally talk in the wrong direction.
2: <laughs> yeah, Not to take all the fun out of it, Doug. It is yeah. it's omnidirectional. Oh also
0: we're gonna like
3: all a man of right four front up. men,
1: yeah.
2: I'll <laughs> lean
3: into it and it makes me uncomfortable When dudes in, That are in the same band Together Get all in close Like that When they're singing Like on when the they share a, Share a mic what about yeah. It what makes like a, What
4: about a benefit concerts When they're all like It was like five of them on What
0: about back to back Guitar soloing Oh,
3: that's fine. That's well. If it's two dudes like touching backs, what's the point, really? Is one going to like flip over the other one or something? No, just
2: like you know, rocking out could be so exhausting. They just what, need to, about, against uh, to yeah. lean against. What, uh, what about band aids? Do they know it's Christmas? Where you're like, are Boy George, Sting, and Bono going to m- kiss right now? Do you think they're going to lean they in did and kiss? just after this. Do, they think they, band do band you band think band. they're going to make out for Africa?
4: <laughs>
2: that's
0: a new. That's a new concert. I'm going to make out for Africa. <laughs> make out for
2: Africa, it's just going to be me making out. It's about time,
0: right? I think so.
3: And there's another thing he's starting, Tantric for Africa. Tantric for <laughs> Africa. That's
0: I
2: will not come there. until yeah. Africa is free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, you know.
0: Fifteen hours. Right? Isn't that his... That's uh, what he says? His,
2: that's what he says. Fifteen? He can have sex for 15 hours. Does he ejaculate after 15 hours, or is he just like, well, I'm done? I don't
0: know, because I get bored of sex after about 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I think... If we, that. Fifteen hours is not... I mean, anyone, anyone who's tried to have sex for like an hour straight... You kind of know. I mean, imagine, it's almost like it's almost like uh, water torture. Like, you just keep rubbing yes. one area long enough, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it goes from pleasurable to... Do our listeners have sex? Yeah, I'm pretty sure at least some of them do. Uh, right?
3: Well, I was thinking on, when I was driving over here that this is like an extra nerdy episode of Nerdist because we... Could not be doing this on a more beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> well, me I mean like, it's gorgeous outside, and we're sitting in here. It's really hot outside. To, you know, to, to be phone. fair, it's Matt really hot. It's hot, hot, but it's still just beautiful. Matt and, Matt and
0: I were walking up, uh, and we're like, "It's a really, it's a really nice day. Maybe we should do this uh, outside." And then
2: uh, we're like, well, "There's no shade outside." We yeah. Seriously though, it's, we it's, the sun, listen, right? three super white guys do not need to be in direct sunlight. No. no
3: I, you know that's why I wear the long sleeves even on a warm day like this. But I, I just, I just like it and. And That's what right before we start, right before we started, Jonah was asking me if uh, there was uh, any barbecues I was going to this weekend. I realized that they're probably happening now if there are any.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're well, having we're having a mental barbecue yeah. of comedy, yeah, with get comedy together, steaks. stakes together
3: with Starbucks and sit at a dining room table and
0: yeah, <laughs> talking into a microphone. Uh, well, our first of, our first episode was on Super Bowl Sunday, so I guess it's fitting. <laughs>
3: you know, <laughs> oh, you guys I forgot just about that. Always ignore big events. Are, and, are we recording yeah. not on not on podcast? purpose? It right just just sort of happened, right? Guys? Yeah, we're gonna record Fourth of July.
4: Fourth of July is
3: such a mean, I love the Yay America part of it, but the fireworks are ne- don't change from year to year they don't nobody really takes them up a notch no barbecues don't change the heat is the same usually although it's in california it's often overcast
2: that's why we need to have emeralds fireworks and barbecue spectacular and i usually go you up can to just the roof. say bam to the fireworks <laughs> i usually
4: go up to the roof of my apartment building and watch all of them like, I enjoy the neighborhood displays that are going on. and The, like the illegal see, fireworks, yeah. Yeah, but then you can see, like, Santa Monica going. You can, sometimes you can see... Uh, Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. they all look
3: kind of the same, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, fireworks always look... Or beautiful and Explosions. patriotic. Whatever. yeah, no, it
0: wasn't patriotic, though. I mean, they... explode, it, They I, explode, I, I guess. I guess so like it's explosions. It's a Chinese wars. tradition. It's China. what's helped us kill people war.
2: uh, through wars to keep uh, our nation. These together. aren't killy explosions. These are pretty explosions.
0: Have you seen like uh, like my uncle went like did a couple tours in Vietnam and like every uh, every time there was fireworks, he would like oh, like no. end up like kind of just like grabbing someone's arm and like it was weird because he'd be watching it, but then uh, for some reason one of them would just trigger something and then like for some
2: reason I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was, Dogs, being, really, dogs really hate it. Dogs
3: really hate it. The fireworks. Like, yes. that's one reason I'm like, why? Why if every dog in town is going to be nervous and shaking all night long, that's not a. We should just go ahead and not have fireworks.
2: You give some. You give a dog some bad, bad drill, them. Actually, you know? that's why I got a. I got a fireworks terrier. He. Uh, he actually likes fireworks. <laughs> well, they can't. They can't
4: get used to it because it happens for them every seven years. It's not, that's true. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Their independence is a little bit. Well, actually, to be to be fair, dogs, dogs are not free yet. They have not been liberated, <laughs> so they don't have an Independence Day of any kind. We <laughs> still we. Still them. dominate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love
3: it. Stupid dog.
0: <laughs> My roommate just went to uh, to China. And went to a bunch of different like small villages and stuff like that, and said uh, that uh, dog is still a prevalent item on the uh, on the menus out there nice. in the small villages.
3: But they don't say what kind of dog. They just say no. dog.
0: Yeah, they just say dog. Uh, but like, I guess what's happening is that. Owning a dog is becoming like a sign of uh, like affluence and power because oh. you don't have to eat it. Yeah, exactly. But if, so,
3: if shit goes down, you you're, you have something. You have it
0: there. That's there. Yeah. Right to have a
2: portly dog, that means oh,
3: I'm to
0: get some. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna get some cows though, my in my house though, because that'll mean I'm affluent because I don't have to eat the steaks. I'm, it's kind of true
0: though. If you had cows in your house, you I would think that you were rich.
2: <laughs> if, I cows, if I had cows walking around my house, you don't you don't think I would be a fucking hillbilly? No, it's kind like... Kind of
4: despot, like there's obviously a hole in the house that they got into.
0: Well, uh, he made the hole. He probably <laughs> paid somebody to make the
2: hole for the cows to get through. Shh, guys, there's cows in the walls. There's cows. <laughs> Why do I keep all that hay there?
4: The cows are coming from inside the house. The
2: cows, the cows are... <laughs> when a stranger cows... Boo... Boo. I'm just sitting here
3: waiting for the cow discussion to end.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Doug, it shouldn't be a surprise. I play a talking cow on Nickelodeon's Back at the Barnyard, so everything relates to cows to me. And I'm done, Doug. That's um, good. I
3: like the way you get into character and really think you know, about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I really sit through. I'm what just, would it be like to be a male cat with others that don't exist in life? He actually didn't watch Temple Graden just because he didn't want to you know, oh, feel way. Sure. Is there any um, Doug Benson? Any any movies coming out that you're excited about? What? But let's talk about Magruber for a second because I've not seen Magruber I heard it. is I, so much
3: funnier than anyone's giving it credit for. I
2: heard it's hilarious and yet like biggest box office bomb for an SNL movie ever is what I heard. Really? More than its past? Uh, that didn't really get More released. More than the
3: um, uh, Stuart Smalley movie, <laughs> Stuart Smalley's Family*. Wow, I forgot. I mean, it made like four million dollars,
2: four point one million uh, dollars. Yeah, it?
3: it did not have a great opening weekend, but it went up against uh, some Shrek. some monster called Shrek, yeah. and then the mm-hmm. ongoing monster that is uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, what are you going to do? It, it it's a hard movie to promote, I think, because you can't you can't really say Will Forte or. Kristen Wiig as like you know people don't treat him as movie stars as such and the the grouper sketch was always a one note sketch where they just blew up at the end every time so it's probably hard for people to envision oh that's going to be hilarious as a movie and then on top of it it's really for I think it's for boys more than it is for girls. I think yeah. some girls will find it funny, but it's it's really a, a lot of poo poo caca. Is know? it R rated or is it? And, it's a hard uh, R. It's a very hard R because it's super violent too. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, violence is great. I'm wondering, funny violence. Yeah.
2: I'm wondering, do you think people as a whole are just kind of wary now of that style of comedy where it's like, oh, someone. You know, pretending someone taking something stupid really seriously kind of comedy. Well, it does.
0: It does have this weird uh, element of Austin Powers. I think mm-hmm. of just this guy from a bygone era, uh, you know, being called back to do uh, yeah. you know, some more, you know, detective work or whatever. Um,
3: But But they don't have, like, uh, you know, like, that's sort of what made the Austin Powers movies work, I assume, is just sort of the wacky characters around him. But, like, McGruber's like, really the wacky character and everyone else plays it really straight.
0: Exactly, which I like, yeah.
3: It's fun. I I saw it at South by Southwest, so after it was over, I kept saying to myself, but was it really as great as it felt? Because that night, it was, you know, the cast was there. and At South by, you know, everybody loves everything. You know, like... Like, when I saw Kick-Ass at South by Southwest, I walked out of there confident that that was going to be a smash hit all over the world, and, you know, and it's just done okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes down to the marketing. I think in McGruber and Kick-Ass's case, I think lots of people that would enjoy it uh, have, either don't know exists or doesn't think it's for them.
2: or do you think there's a stigma because it's an SNL movie that people are like eh I don't think
3: I just don't think people make the connection at all I just think that no matter how much you yell MacGruber it doesn't mean anything to anyone because it was never it was never a runaway people weren't saying catchphrases from that sketch and therefore it got turned like
2: like Wayne's World I I remember when the Wayne's World movie came out it was such a it it, it was such a part of pop culture by the time it came out as a movie it
0: still holds as I think the best SNL movie ever made you know I think it's a I can't think of a better one I mean, it's not saying much. Most SNL movies suck, but like I think Wayne's World. Well, World stands on its own. Come as on, a, as there's
3: got to be. Well, I mean, like Blues Brothers movies in a league all of its own because it's such a crazy, over the top. That's movie. true, but it's I guess you say really the same like thing about.
0: I think uh, with Wayne's World, it's, it's like it's it's in a league on its own. It's just considered a comedy at this That point. was
4: and Siskel's top ten that year that Wayne's World came out. It was like number three for him. Wayne's World, yeah,
3: year. I think it's great. I you know I watched well, it. He's, you know, he lives in Chicago, so that okay, gave him a big boner. But <laughs> but I really think that if I sat down and watched it now I would not be terribly amused by
0: it. I, I watched it recently and I, I still enjoyed Did it. Did you
3: ever like Wayne's World
0: 2? Uh, yeah, uh, like um, as that not was as torture a movie. for me.
3: I couldn't take that one.
0: Not as a, like a really movie, but like as a series of just kind of like bits and jokes. I liked it, but like I never find myself going back to Wayne's World Two. I find myself going back to Wayne's World. Well, it's like ghost- it.
4: like I watch Ghostbusters too. Like I torture myself with. Did you
3: guys go see Ghostbusters yeah, Two? Though is kind of amazingly weird. Yeah. like the the whole uh, what Peter McNichol character oh, is really so Danos yeah. Poha. really. Yeah. He's very really, entertaining. Like the but then the, the 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 bankruptcy of ideas to go. Let's have something else. Giant walk through the city, yeah. and let's have it be like the very serious-looking Statue of Liberty. Yeah, like
2: yeah. that was such a misfire. And not I mean, to not, and not, not, not to be too much of a nerd, but they but they didn't really. The size of that <laughs> statue didn't yeah. really stay consistent. <laughs> no, was it Wasn't consistent <laughs> at all. Like yeah. someone had to have seen that and been like, you know, when the, when it steps on the car, that doesn't look at the same size. That's exactly
4: size. how I felt in Star Trek Four with the friggin' Klingon ship.
2: Oh, this with the, the first war. scene, they standing next the to it, and then. Anyway, anyway, and then yeah. Spock put it in his pocket. You're like, that shouldn't fit in Spock's pocket. <laughs> yeah. And why does Spock have a pocket? Meta- How does that fit whales?
0: Metaphysical pockets.
2: How does that fit whales?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw me and Matt saw Ghostbusters on Friday at the New oh, Beverly. So good. Double featured with uh, Mystery Team, which awesome, was a Derek Comedy movie, which is awesome.
2: Oh, I wanted to see. I just it's met one of those guys. Great.
0: It's great. Uh, it's very funny. It's a very good movie. I think it will go down like as a kind of a cult. DVD buy for a lot of kids. It
4: just came out on DVD, so if you're hearing this, go see it. Yeah,
0: yeah pick it up. Uh, but it was awesome seeing Ghostbusters in a uh, movie theater. Was uh, it full? Was the theater full? The theater yeah. was packed. And I bet it was. And it's weird because you know, I grew up watching Ghostbusters. Uh, and so there were some things I didn't know were supposed to be fun. grew
2: up over two hours?
3: <laughs> yes. Or I was going to say, I'm, you I'm, every day that was the curriculum? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> you just all day long, Ghostbusters. Um, that's, Jonah, I'm when, hard you, hard when hard we hard. started Ghostbusters, you were in first grade. Yes. I know, and now I'm picking colleges. I'm like Jack. Yep. I learned how to make
3: my eggs on the kitchen counter.
2: <laughs> I have the most fun kind of progeria. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the uh,
4: reactions of audience members, like when you're watching it, it's very different from when you're watching it at home because it's it's everyone collectively is laughing at things and some stuff. Like I noticed a couple things that I hadn't noticed before, and I've seen that movie.
3: I want to go back and see like comedies that I enjoyed years ago with an audience, but when I when you have the opportunity to go see it or just watch it on DVD, it it never that really is lessens the experience. You know, like I could still enjoy watching Ghostbusters on TV. But do I laugh out loud at anything that happens right, in yeah. it? Right, it seems no, none of it really are your, What are your favorite me. comedies? I like comedies that, like, when I see them again a few years later, they, you know, not only hold up but they also surprise me. Like,
2: like what? Like what? Like great
3: example would be uh, Election. Uh huh. Yeah. Is like one of the best comedies ever. Spinal Tap. There
2: was another thing about Tracy. Her pussy gets so wet. The <laughs> <Sure>. first <laughs> time I saw that, I, I, that was such a phenomenal. It was such a it's phenomenal an movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's just
3: everybody in it. It's great. And it just has a tone that's just very, like, uh, that's, you know, that's the thing that I enjoy about a few of the somewhat newer filmmakers is uh, some of them really have a good feeling for tone. And that's where most movies go astray to me, is most movies just end up being a series of scenes mm-hmm, that uh, yeah. are sort of strung together with. Uh, Modern hits or something, you know, like I took my mom to see Letters to Juliet yesterday because that was there was no way I was going to see Sex in the City 2. Mm-hmm. And there was also no way I was going to watch Prince of Persia with my mom. <laughs> because she thought she was like, oh, that looks good. And I was like, you know, once you're there, you're going to not you're not going to enjoy it. So I wanted her to see something she would
1: enjoy.
2: I'll tell you why I, I can't see Prince of Persia now because it just... I was I, I, I went and saw The uh, the Lost finale Alison Hayslip Had a bunch of people over And so I went to her house and, and the Prince of Persia Commercial came on And she just goes Oh I just can't stop Staring at Jake Gyllenhaal's Shoulders And I'm like Well now I can't see this movie Because it just feels weird I don't know It just felt weird i like It just he just He's so beefcakey in it Like I just yeah. Doesn't he use A British accent too? I, I I don't. I, uh, Sarah looks like he's Trump, using a yeah. smarmy accent. He's, he's, like, what the uh, fuck
3: is that? It's yeah. some
2: sort of. I'm the Prince of Persia. Yeah, no.
3: yeah. It's some <laughs> some ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's a period piece. So Why is it whatever? whatever uh, I'm sure there's some, there's
4: some a period whatever piece. You know,
3: Whenever an American
4: plays somebody foreign, regardless of country, it's a British accent. But you like, know, you know, mean,
3: they'd probably say something, there's probably a few throwaway lines of dialogue of like, you know, hey, how, how you know, he was raised by wolves outside of London. But, think, about, uh. think
2: about it though. Think about it. An American accent. Like the thing about a British accent is that it it just denotes that it's not American. If you hear an American accent, right. I feel like it kind of, like, in, in, if I saw him doing an American accent in that movie, I mean, like, once I saw Beyond, his uh, staky shoulders, right. um, I, uh, I would feel like, oh, it kind of takes me out of the movie because he's doing an American accent. There's something about British that just denotes foreign. Like, well, I call
3: foreign it the Robin Hood Valkyrie argument, yeah, which is <laughs> Kevin Costner and Tom Cruise speaking in perfect, you know, American, and everyone else is is British, and in the case of Valkyrie, they're all supposed to be German.
2: But if you yeah. watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves... <laughs> I think you can almost track the order the movie was shot because you can, you can see the scenes where the accent degenerates, but in other scenes, he's got a little bit of one. And then in the next one, like, hey, little John. Oh,
3: no, I thought in those scenes he was just mocking the other characters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think every movie should do the hunt for
4: Red October, pull in on the, on the mouths when they're speaking the other language, pull out and they can talk however they want to talk.
3: Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty that was nifty. Awesome. I was pretty... I, yeah. I think I gave that an applause break yeah. when that happened the first time I saw it because that's just a great idea. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is that a lot of times... Like, that's what I like about J.J. Abrams' stuff in general is the guy seems to be thinking ahead of, like, you know, like, that the ending matters, you know.
1: Well,
4: he wasn't thinking be. ahead when he was like, let's put lens flares all over Star Trek. Anyway. <laughs> Well,
3: that's a, that's another story. See, that's the thing is maybe. So you you think maybe he shouldn't be directing per se? I, be I more think of that someone, perhaps a cinematographer, producer?
4: should have been like maybe not a great idea for every scene. We don't need lens flares in
2: I think you're just mad because there yes. were no ways. There are many ways <laughs> <whales> in the <laughs> stars, right?
4: I was sad when Vulcan got blown
2: up. I, was like, I loved I, 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 I really enjoyed the new Star Trek I thought they yeah, I, well. I liked I was, it and, I and, and it. all the commercials I was like this is fucking Star Trek 90210 like it's just yeah. a bunch of sexy people and I saw it, I was like "Oh, this is genuinely enjoyable every
4: actor in that movie I thought did a fantastic job playing the characters kind of like. oh my god
2: Carl uh, Carl Urban, Urban was McCoy. amazing He's Yeah, awesome. and I thought John Cho was great too yes I agree Do they, our did our good, project,
3: they yeah. all did good like you know yeah. Uh, homage performances Like not yeah. a copy But Definitely on the spirit them, yeah. of it though. Yeah Like almost like When a good cover song Like if someone yeah. You know Makes the song sound great But does it their own way It's but really when you, cool But when
4: you rewatch I've rewatched it recently and, and you just I was just thinking About the lens flares so I was like Oh it's not gonna bother me And then it does
3: right. You know what bothered me And I was reminded of it Twice during this conversation The first time I didn't get it in was uh, I was watching the season finale of American Idol cause uh-huh. I I love American Idol I can't I can't help myself, <laughs> and I'm watching it and they have all these duets with famous people where like first an American Idol one of the idols will come out and start singing a song and then you're like oh that that every. Rose has a store, and that means Brett Michaels is about to come out. Right. and then they would. It was insanely predictable, and kind of weirdly <laughs> so that they would let like them sing like a little bit of somebody's song first. So now you're just waiting for the real deal to come out. Right, and uh, in the case of Alanis Morissette, she sang with Crystal Bowersox, and they sang uh, that "You Want to Know" song or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, what was the? What did she
2: change? Go That's down on you to a theater. That's and...
3: all I could think about as soon as the song started. I was uh, like where? Where's this going?
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's she gonna say? Is of going dead? Does she I, go
3: down on you in a theater? I was
2: having dinner at my mom's house, and. She had it on in the other room, so I didn't see it, but I heard it. And I've not watched—I've not watched American Idol since the Ruben Studdard season, and then I, and it was kind of over the show after that. Yeah, but yeah. but um, but I know the, the I know the general quality of the average singer is amazing. I mean, they're pretty amazing. Uh, but
3: amazing, wh- and yet good green though. Like this year, there was a lot of people that just couldn't get their. So what again.
2: what did Alana say instead of go down on you in a theater?
3: Um, she said. Uh, and the other girl I think had the line <laughs> so that you know because they were alternating lines right. that way at Lisa Atlantis didn't have to butcher her own line right but she the other girl said
2: would he go out with you to the theater wow that which, is that's a uh, to the theater yeah. so she changed it so either Alanis' original version is if she was blowing someone during a play. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. Or <laughs> no, would he go out with you to the theater or a theater? I don't know which
2: one it was specifically. Oh my god! You know they just sat around way, and agonized, like, how do we fix this? I to but be either way, it was just like, the theater. <laughs> Would you, yeah. your, would you? Would, would, would you, you do your bullwinkle impression in the
4: theater?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> or does he? Won, won. No way. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>
2: like putting on a funny nose. Do the old reverse. To be something. fair, to be fair, Dude, that, that was not that was not Dave Coulier. She Who did not, was it? That would I, I I I've I've had this conversation with Dave Coulier. The the part of the song the that was about out. him. <laughs> the part of,
1: <laughs> for you can't do that on television all right you're gonna go down
2: on me in this also movie. though it's like oh, it it's the introduction yeah. to the opposite da- Dave Coulier was the one where when she says uh, I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner where she calls his house while he's having dinner with his new girlfriend that was Dave but she did not blow him in a theater that seems like a mistake yeah.
3: <laughs> but also it's like what? what sorry sorry
2: to ruin a bad song for you
3: wouldn't he own up to it I mean in terms of It was probably her idea. It's not like he... It's not like the way the song is written makes it sound like he forced her or coerced her into doing it. Right. It's more like she was just a wild girl who did that and now... Now that, he, now that she has a new girlfriend, she's like, oh, is that one of my things I did he tried, wrong? Was being he t- tries
2: to force her slutty too uh, I got some uh, Reese's Pieces right here in my pants. You want to get down there? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And while they're watching Diner. It was the weirdest. It was the little <laughs> bizarre. It
2: was so weird. While they like, were watching. Well, yeah,
3: got this idea from that. And he's like, yeah, I didn't need a whole popcorn box, though. While they were watching. I just need uh, some Reese's Pieces. A, a
2: tearjerker like Men Don't Leave or <laughs> Sophie's Choice. Uh, <laughs> Men Don't Leave is a good movie. But sad. Yeah, but very sad. But it's, but, but it's good. It's my, the other the other thing that I noticed about the um, about the uh, about the American Idol finale is, and I know it's I know it's popular to to shit on this gentleman, but uh, when I heard Dane Cook's voice come on, uh, and I was I, my first thought is, "WT fuck, why is he on American Idol?" Uh, and the, so so, S- so I so I go it. <laughs> I've, I've covered this before. The only reason I... I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the comedy he does now because I think he could do smarter comedy because he is a smart guy. I, the only reason I don't like him is because he was specifically rude to me personally. So I'm not just a comic who's jumping on the old fuck that guy bandwagon. I genuinely had a bad experience with him uh, on top of the fact that I think he could, could do better. He's could do. He's he been do nothing better.
3: but nice to me and I, I'm still not... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to
2: think. <laughs> well, anyway... <laughs> Uh, the point is, um, he, I heard his voice, and so, of course, I'm like, well, what, what the fuck? So I go in and watch, and it, it, was, it was genuinely a bummer to see when he was doing a song on stage, they cut uh, to sign? He did a song. He did a song He came out with
3: a guitar Simon. and did a roast of Simon Cowell because it's Simon Cowell's Last Night, so they were making fun of him all night long. Like, they let Paula Abdul come back out, and she crazied it up. But, uh, but they she crazied up the stage. But Steve. they had Dane Gould. Uh, <laughs> Dane, Dane, Dane Gould? Dane Gould did out and sang a song about therapy. No,
4: uh,
3: and being from Massachusetts. No, he, uh, Dane Cook, they let him come out with, but with a guitar. Like, my first thing, I didn't tweet it, but my first thought was, Simon He's got a talent to fall back on. <laughs> Yeah. I well, never knew he played guitar, and it's, that shows a lot of restraint on his part as a he comedian. Did you know, he did release a song release, five
2: years ago. Yeah.
3: But you know what I mean? Why, why isn't he out there with the guitar all the time?
2: Well, because it's difficult to strut around and yell uh, while you're playing an acoustic guitar. Oh, you it's think that good,
3: probably yeah, ruins his, his vibe or whatever? Him, he would yeah. have to get a headset. Because Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Lynch is pretty uh, uh, up there in terms of like, I mean, I know he's no Dane Cook, but...
2: <laughs> I like, think he would probably...
3: But I mean, in terms of like, he's extremely popular, and that's all
2: he does is sit there with a guitar, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
3: know I mean? It just seems to me, like, as someone who can't play any musical instruments or sing, that that's a shortcut I would have grabbed onto and ran with if that you was play the pipe. a possibility in my act, right? That was yeah. a high five you heard between Yeah, if between I could just go out and, and do bong hits and have have people cheering.
2: You them, should come right? up with a musical pipe that while you're inhaling, you can play different notes as, as you're pulling air through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get back Sounds to my... To I job. think
3: that's why, isn't it? What's that thing that... Uh,
2: uh, Peter Frampton used to play. Oh, because
3: oh, that, oh, that, oh, that, oh. that, that looks like a
2: vaporizer with the yeah, tea, like, like a vocorder. like a vocorder? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, when when he when Dane is up there doing the roast of Simon. Um, and I guess someone stormed the stage that wasn't supposed to there was some sort of a weird
3: the roast roast was about all the horrible things Simon has said to people in a song like the lyrics were the the chorus was Simon says Simon says and then the the, uh, other parts (laughs) the the other lyrics were all about is is
2: your phone still on? I don't think so oh good you're in airplane mode yeah I'm in airplane mode yeah because if we hear tick tick ticks we're not going to hear I haven't heard any yet okay
3: I put mine in airplane mode I could tell because there's a little airplane a
2: tiny little airplane (laughs) um Anyway, what was they talking about? You were talking about the guy that stormed out during his set.
3: Well, they, they, they brought out a bunch of uh, people that were like, people that Simon supposedly insulted all sort of came out, mm-hmm. and then the, pen, the the final one was they brought out uh, William Hung or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that... Uh, oh,
2: still, no, William Hung came out at the end of the Pants numbers. on the Ground song. <laughs> William Hung and Dane Cook on one stage?
3: <laughs> it was an amazing show. But anyway, those were two different numbers, but... For some reason, one of the nuts in Dane Cook's song uh, grabbed the microphone and said, I'm going to pull a Kanye and blah, blah, blah. They went right to commercial and then Ryan Seacrest did an ad lib about it. Nobody ever spoke of it again. But Dane, but Dane Cook too. now, Dane Cook did tweet about it and say that yeah, that guy just did jack the mic and then they cut away. But the song, he said the song was. So you're following Dane, over Dane over Cook on Twitter? Is that what you're telling me? I do follow Dane Cook on Twitter. Didn't he say I, like? Uh, it's interesting.
0: Did he say like uh, it's like uh, I'm just glad that guy didn't hit my face when he took the mic because it would uh, have that would have been, been lights come, out time. Yeah, lights out time. Where he said it would have been gone from American Idol to American face punch.
3: Uh yeah, exactly. oh. American no, Idol to no, American, American dead show. asshole who tried to jack my microphone. It's go time. It's go time. No, I don't know what he said tonight. An American guy j- tried to jack
2: my ass idol. I think it was more clever than that. Whatever it was, he but, said. But but I but so anyway, the painful part that I was talking about that, and I felt empathetic as a comic, like you you just it, you just don't want this to happen ever. But when he was doing the song, it cut to a full shot of Simon, who just kind of looked over to the other two and rolled his eyes like, oh jeez. which was but such that's hard. how he ran and
3: to then, everything. And then to be
2: they cut to a wide shot, and Ellen was. Stoically staring off to the side, she would not look at the stage, and it—it oh. it it was this kind of weird moment of she just didn't want any part of it whatsoever. I bet
3: he's been on her show though a few times, I'd imagine. I, don't yeah. know. I don't
2: know during the
0: writer sure. strike when she kept her show run uh,
2: yeah. oh. <laughs> That was waiting. You, you were waiting for that to come out, right? Do you feel any better now? Because <laughs> nah. you feel like you got that out.
0: No. Nah. I just—I just thought of it. That's why I said it. Still, I really got to think about. Still a
2: bubbling before. pile of blackness inside. <laughs>
3: And I gotta Um, say, as an Idol fan, I didn't mind Ellen DeGeneres, and I didn't miss Paula one bit. Like, people are saying the ratings... The ratings are coming down, and they're trying to point to things like that the singers are shitty, or that or that Paula Abdul's not there. And it's more like, no, it's been on for eight. The fucking show's years. been on a long time. And Glee, is, like, kind of is now. Oh, look, now we get to see kids singing, and they sing well every single song. Every and they time. dance. There's choreography. Right, right, right. Like huh. American Idol is so stilted and stiff compared to the show that you know is right after it most weeks. Right,
4: so, right, right. They added a Glee song to the Fountain
2: at the Grove and it's infuriated oh which
3: one is it Journey? Journey
2: yeah yeah did they replace the Lionel Richie song
4: no that's the All Night lungs going
2: okay you hear oh, okay. uh, uh, Petra Hayden can't ever lose 8 o'clock 8
4: o'clock, 8, <laughs> 8 o'clock guys 8 o'clock did they ever,
2: did all they all ever play life. TLC's Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls because yeah. that would be a good fountain song I would man. listen to that yeah you ever hear uh, Petra Hayden's uh, Probably
1: uh, the acapella
0: it. version of uh, Don't Stop Believing." Yeah. no it's great she has like a whole choir doing like all female acapella girls doing Don't Stop Believing" by Journey and it's amazing Check yeah, that fantastic. out, fantastic. Petra it. It. She great. has a whole album full of. Uh, she did like she even did like a whole Acapella album of Who songs. Oh, that's uh, genius! Yeah, but Petra from uh, you know that dog the band that dog. It's like Sun, yeah, Sun-,
2: Sun- like Kill yeah. Sun- Moon did the I think it was a they Muse did a album. Mod- Mounds, yeah, yes. yeah, and his version of Mark uh, uh awesome. So he's made of Ash is like really good. And- awesome, you know it's funny because I didn't. It didn't register in my head at first when I first heard that album that it was a Modest Mouse album. Yeah, that's good. And then I realized, like, again, I'll just thought, i just—I thought, wow, these songs were. And then I went, and then I realized that that's what you know. Never mind. I
0: should get that. I should get that album again. It's a good album. Really good. All right,
2: let's pick it up at Amoeba later. All right. <laughs>
3: Oh, making plans! <laughs> 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 they
2: this hang this out together. To it, hey, this isn't guys. just a professional yeah. relationship. These guys actually hang out together. Doug, how long
3: have you been do in Los, you Los go Angeles? out of the arc and see. You've been uh, in LA for a while some because dresses and see Sex in the City too.
2: You've so been to it, a- <laughs> and then we'll go to the uh, Cheesecake Factory after. That's oh, so good. You guys, yeah. I am so the I am so the Miranda in this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Jonah's the Miranda, and I'm probably well. I'm an, I'm not a Samantha. I am Carrie because I am the most horse-like oh that
3: could, what wow, that's what? one oh. way to look at it I
2: guess what
1: um,
3: are you Doug I don't know that's tough well I, I loathe them almost
2: equally <laughs> <laughs> what's Christian Davis okay well then then, then you're a Miranda <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the bitchy one her name was Char- Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, I had to pretend for a second. I didn't one. know. I think
3: Oh, I'd see Sex in the City 2 if I was dating somebody right now, like if I had a girlfriend. Like another Would guy. Would you really want to date somebody it. that
0: wanted to see Sex in the City too? <laughs> well,
3: I, it's just sort of, it's become, uh, oh, now I don't know who said it, but it's so funny. Somebody called it too big to fail. Oh. Mindy Kaling retweeted it. Um, but somebody else called Sex in the City oh, too Janie big to ha- fail. Janie Haddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Paul Topkin's yeah. Tompkins' uh, wife. Yeah. New wife, she said that Sex and the two is too big to fail. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just like the banks. Yeah.
3: because it's like, you know, if I were a chick, I would want to see it just because can... it. How often is how how many movies are for them? How many, how many women
2: have how many movies have strong female um, leads? Like four of them, <laughs> four of them buying shoes yeah, and talking uh, about periods and fucking.
3: Going off to the Sahara, like it's like. Why do they have to do something like that? Like, why not another movie that's like that TV series that everybody loved that didn't go off to a different country? I can't
0: everybody. wait till *Sex C- City* three when they go to Mars uh, <laughs> to like make oxygen. I think they should. Uh,
2: I think they should combine it with a *Born* movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> The Sex and the City that'd be, identity. That'd be a
0: great move to all of a sudden turn the franchise into being like an
2: action-adventure series. If I were a crazy billionaire, I would totally do shit like that. Yeah. Or go animated. That's why I do I'm Sex and the City babies. I've always see—I always wanted to do an L Word babies show <laughs> where it was just adorable lesbian babies living life out loud. <laughs> and, and we'll never get to see that. But Showtime is doing the real L Word. Like I, we did that scripted L word before, but here's right, a reality right, right. based. Now they got another
3: thing called the C word, and it's for cancer, so that's disappointing.
2: Oh, I was hoping. Uh, I, I was hoping it was for talking vaginas. I was
3: hoping it was all a series about Laura Linney's vagina. But Wouldn't you watch a show that cancer. was
2: just talking vaginas? I would watch that show.
3: Maybe do you have to look at it sideways? Yep. <laughs> or do they flip it for you?
2: They they flip it. They
3: better flip it for me. I'm not tweaking my neck out.
2: Um, so Doug, I, we covered this. I'm sorry to repeat some of this because we covered this the first time we recorded you, and that recording is useless because of a technical error. But you yeah, and I, you and did I, a
3: whole show for just the four of us.
2: For just this, so it was just like we were hanging out. Yeah, we so sweated bad. in that fucking room. You're gonna <laughs> out. Okay, so. It's like I hung out, I hung out with Mike Furman yesterday. It was the first time in years we've actually hung out without a project that we had to finish. Like nice. it was wow. just hanging out as friends. Uh, we went to the uh, we went to the um, uh, uh, the oh the Museum of Jurassic Technology oh, Which nice. is fucking amazing And I don't want to give away too much about the museum You should just go and judge yeah. it for yourself But it's it's in Culver City It's been around for 21 years And it is a gem uh, yeah, in really Los cool. Angeles They so. finally
4: get locking mechanisms At the vehicle doors <laughs> Jurassic, no. Culver
2: <laughs> No, no, no.
4: <laughs> What's even worse about that is He had just I made that, that reference right when we got here it's <laughs> so stuck in my, that line. Gets stuck in my head. That guy's dead. He died of cancer. Anyway.
2: Well, that makes it okay then.
3: I always like the part where they learn to open the doors, you know, in the, in the compound. <laughs> yeah. They just learn to, to do that. They just figure it I out. Love, I love and that. And then the way, when they're explaining it, I always thought Samuel Jackson said, they also learned how to down nine for an outside <laughs> line. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just love to, see this, love to see this kind of limp little foreclaw yeah, yeah. come off and then hit the choop choop. Like the alarm on the fucking. There was, that, there was that moment
0: in the, uh, like, uh, the critic. They had that, like, uh, one of their cutaways in that cartoon, the critic, where it's like, um they figured out how to unlock the doors and it's just like, you see, like, a, a newspaper come underneath the door and then, like, a, the key wiggles out and falls on the...
1: the uh, <laughs> <laughs> there they blow it back in.
2: <laughs> but, uh, Doug, you and I first met in 1994 when you were a writer on MTV's Trashed, which was the first job that I ever had. Um, and it was you and Posehn and and uh, Steve Higgins, who's now on the Fallon Show and who wrote for SNL, and his brother Dave Higgins, and Dave Allen, who was a naked trucker, and, uh... And Joel Hodgson um, from Mystery Science Theater. And it, yeah. was an, it was really an amazing collection of people. And by, 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 uh, by Odenkirk and Cross and, and Janine Garofalo and everyone. You guys all did sketches on the show. And it was really – and the show died pretty quickly.
3: Yeah, well, it uh, (laughs) it lasted one cycle, but it took us a year, over a year, to develop it. And you came in uh, when we were on about month eleven, and it really came down to we were really going to do it, and we really needed a host. And they they looked at a million people to be the host, and. and then plucked you out of somewhere like we didn't we weren't part of any audition that you did or anything. They were just suddenly like it's gonna be Chris Hardwick, and we're like, who, what,
1: wick?
2: Yeah, they plucked me out of the gap <laughs> at UCLA because they had to come in and style me. To uh, I was this preppy kid at school, and they had to style me in like baggy pants and a gas station attendant shirt and a dude. J-wallet. Like
3: uh, strangely enough, like because they buy in wildly. Varying, you know, they gather clothes that are sometimes going to be too big for you. Yeah. So, stuff that was too big for you, I wore for years. <laughs> like, I got totally hooked up by Paula Ellens.
2: Uh, it was a wardrobe um, stylist, yeah. Uh,
3: who I'm friends with to this day whenever I run into her. And but she because you know, <laughs> she always works on you know she worked on Mister Show that she worked on Sarah Silverman program so I like show up and have to be fitted by her every once in a while and yeah a lovely time whenever I see her but uh, she uh, she hooked me up gave me so much of your clothes that you didn't wear you, you got stuff, you got a lot of pairs of Dickies stuff you wore once sure. like like sometimes you'd wear like three layers so the jacket would be kind of big and baggy and then it would fit nice on me
2: you know. Terrible look, by the way. Super skinny guy wearing very baggy clothes. But yeah, that, that, was, that, that was the '90s.
3: That was part of it. Was like trying to keep you from looking like a just they pushed a skeleton out
2: there, shook it around, and it like in a creepy of, Popeye sort of cartoon with trivia questions. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. But
3: that was a, a really fun experience. Like some some crazy stuff happened there. One of the other writers was Chris Henchy, who is now uh, famously, Funny or die. famously married to. Uh, Brooke Shields, yep. Which I could never, you know, that's the sort of thing that never in a million years do you see that coming. Where we're when him and I and Mark fight and uh, who was another person on that set? that was a maniac. Oh, um, the
2: four of us were playing um, Toby Huss.
3: Toby Huss. We 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 we'd play chicken where we'd, one guy would get on another dude's shoulders, another guy would get on another dude's shoulders, and I was on Chris. Wait, Huss's you were
2: shoulders. in some kind of a pool, right, Doug, or over a mattress of some sort? No, no, no. <laughs> we were in a small
3: room with uh, table tops with jagged, you know, and gravity, like hard edges and lots of hard corners and uh, we would just do that until we were all on the ground. And it was insane. Wrestling shirts and come I, off. I remember one time I think we nearly wiped out into your mom who was just trying to make her way through the hallway to get to your dressing
2: room. You would have crushed her. She's a tiny lady.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> I just, uh, you know, to go from being on the dude's shoulders doing that to like, yeah, and he's now he's married too and has children with Brooke Shields. Do you think Ed they play runs.
2: chicken at home? Do you think he puts Brooke on his shoulders? and don't think so. I don't think, they, so. no? I don't think right. she's... Chris Henschey's the one that told me that there are no nerve endings in your elbow skin and you can squeeze or bite really hard on it not that i'm recommending that people do that and i don't want you to hurt yourself but what uh, if you do if you do aside. yeah there's no nerve endings there so this doesn't hurt no matter how hard you squeeze it it doesn't pinch no I it doesn't it. i can feel it. it no just 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 like you straighten your arm and then just this little bit of flap of skin oh, uh, right there yeah but if i pinch it with i my have so little dish.
3: because i have you know i have no body fat to speak of
2: and your blood is also <laughs> made of marijuana so you probably can't you feel can...
3: Yeah, you're right, you can't feel it, but you could you could make it hurt, like, you know, like if you stuck like it with a like like, uh, Yeah, like my fingernails,
0: like. Like, if yeah. I shot my elbow with a gun, I would totally, <laughs> oh, right. I would probably
3: If somebody feel that. bites your elbow skin, you're gonna feel it.
2: If a velociraptor has decided. gotten into your car because you were dumb enough to leave your keys on the floor... <laughs> <laughs> Velociraptors biting my elbow. <laughs> just oh, weirdly, elbow. I can't feel it. Yeah, just gingerly nipping yeah. at your elbow because Velociraptors love elbow. The Mark
4: Velociraptor... was so bad. The <laughs> Mark Three was.
2: Terrible. Were, there too, were there too many lens flares in it for you? It was so... uh, wait, not wait enough a whales.
4: Dress Mark Three. I liked the. Is that the one where they? they I sh- liked the second one.
3: Yeah, what? yeah. I, the second one, in some ways, is better than the first. Yes, I, think.
4: Thing. I would agree with you. Yeah. The, the third one is an abomination. Is that the one where he
0: shows? Yeah. He ends up in a. Uh, I don't think I saw the third one. Was that the, like... The third the, one had tr- Bill
4: Macy in it?
2: Nope, didn't and see it. Taylor Leone. Part two
3: was during oh. Vince Vaughn's lengthy detour yeah drama. drama. Yes. Like, he was a drama guy for forever, and it's like, wasn't your first movie a comedy? Weren't you funny in that? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was, like, in so many dramas there yeah. for a while. And now he's in too many comedies. Well, well because I gotta tell you, though, I, if I have to see a shitty comedy, I want him to be in it. Because even when it blows, something about him I find entertaining. I think yeah. he's
2: amazing. I thought Vince Vaughn's Wild West comedy tour was difficult to watch.
3: Right, but that's because a lot of it was just like really long stretches of stand-up comedy in, in a movie theater, like watching an audience watch comedy in a movie. Theater
2: I think, but I think Vince Vaughn's great, and I, I totally understand why they tried to make a dramatic star out of him because you know he's he's got this sort of classic, sort of dreamy leading guy look, and they were like, well, we gotta fucking make him, you know, a super a super actor. And he yeah, is, but, he,
3: he, but he, he went the independent route on so many things. He was yeah. in that thing with Janine Clay Pigeons, yeah, And yeah.
1: like uh, yeah. he was
3: just in every other indie movie for a while. And yeah. it was like, I you know maybe he was just enjoying himself, or I, I don't know, or or just in that first movie he just thought of himself as an actor, not as a comedy. Actor.
2: I think he's great. Hey, if you're Vince Vaughn and you're listening, uh, come be come on, on, the on the show. show. Yeah, yeah totally be, come yeah. be
3: on this this show. That would be so sweet it will be him talking and you guys listening, probably.
2: That would be really amazing. Yeah. His
3: old buddy Craig Kilborn's coming back to TV. I know Whoa. what? I'm Craig Kilbourne. It's crazy. Yeah, it he's going to have a, so show on Fox. He's going to have a half hour daily, like uh, almost daily show kind of thing, like kind of going back to his roots. Huh. But it's going to be on all the Fox uh, O and Os,
2: the owned and operated. And who do you wow. think's going to
3: take so it, gonna it gonna over and make like it big after, after he quits?
1: quits. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like he was on The Daily Show and he did a fine job, but then Stuart takes over and it becomes an Emmy winning show. Yeah. Then he does a late, late show, and then he leaves, and Ferguson is now doing, you know, like I still
4: remember John way better Stewart's, than John Stewart's last week, where or first week where they did five questions, then four questions, three questions.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, they but, really but they still do Moment of Zen, and they yeah. still I don't know if he came up with that. That was probably Winstead or the other lady, but it's still you know that's the thing about Kilborn is it just like he went away. He you know showed up in old school. Yeah, which he's hilarious. He was great in old school. He was in old school. Yeah. Was phenomenal. phenomenal. And then I th- isn't he also in Benchwarmers? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, the story. So. I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know if this is true. I can't confirm this. But what I had heard was that he had asked for a raise in the Late Late Show, and CBS said no, and he said, "Well, you either give me a raise or I'm going to quit." And they were like, "Enjoy your vacation." And so, and that was it. Yeah. And so he, I, I had heard he kind of painted himself into a corner where it was like. Well, if I don't quit now, then I'm not ever going to have any, you know, like, they're never going to listen to me. and no. so, But that's what I heard, but I don't know if that, I don't but know that's if that's
3: what I strangely admire about him is that he didn't just sort of went away for a while, and then now, he, you know, he's back with so I,
2: I saw the commercial before and they're like, Kilby's coming back. Like, who the fuck is Kilby? Is that, <laughs> is that some adorable anime creature? <laughs> Kilby! Something he called himself. But I'm excited that he's coming back
3: because he's going to have a panel... You know, kind of uh, the, in the style of uh, Chelsea Laley or let's
2: ride Kilby to Rainbow counts. Island. Me 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 <laughs> me me me, me. <laughs> He's gonna
3: he's gonna do roundtable, and, I, round table. and I, f- I would feel comfortable sitting at a table riffing with that dude. I think I would I think too. I think It would be fun. I would too. I, I totally I, I've would. I've always I've always appreciated that guy. He was so
4: good on SportsCenter Center, back in the day.
2: Yeah, Him I and I, Keith Olbermann, Keith, Keith Olbermann before every before Keith Olbermann became. Here's a note to you, Mr. President. <laughs> ah, take it down. It oh my God! God. Dylan, Dylan and
3: uh, and the Ed Show yell at you even more than Oberman. Like when when Chris Matthews is Chris Matthews is becoming like the quiet one. That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty noisy network. What's
4: always what what started to annoy me about uh, Keith Oberman's Countdown is that he every guest he had, he would just have someone on to say exactly what he said. Well, now
3: they have right. promos that say. Uh, him addressing that specifically. Really? That they run a lot. Yeah. That, that basically him saying that he's not just bringing people on to agree with him, he's bringing people on for him to verify the, the facts.
2: As he well, knows. you can't, you know... I would always be
3: like, here's what I say, now say it different.
2: No, you can't, but, I mean, like, you can't really blame... If Oberman's doing... If Like, if any performer starts doing something, there's like this sort of Darwinian thing that happens. If you start doing something... And it's the thing that people are responding to, consciously or unconsciously, you're going to continue to do that thing because you're being rewarded for it in some way. Hence and my pot smoking. Exactly. Yeah. So sooner or later, it just becomes the thing that you're known for. The world
3: is enabling you.
2: And, yes, how do you ha, and how do you know, like, you know, you don't have, you don't necessarily have the same perspective on it anymore because you're, you're just the guy who's doing what you, what you think you need to be doing to survive. Does that, does, do you think your pot smoking feels contrived? No. I mean, it's, he really does it. When I, mean, I saw, it's when really I, organic. when you, when you were doing, because I, I, I was around you when you were shooting Super High Me. yeah. And when you were on like day twenty-one or two of smoking pot every day, I saw you backstage at UCB, and your eyes were these little slits. And I was like, Doug, is this how? How is it smoke, smoking pot every waking second? And you were like, It's the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. like you really, <laughs> so You really, was so you, you really were. It was there was no Morgan Spurlock like throwing up out of the side of the yeah. car with the Big Macs. Like you were really.
3: Well, that's what I always say is the the only side effects I experienced were weight gain and fun having. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, why do you think that – how how was it that you didn't go back to that? Um, you know, because now – I mean, you still smoke pot, but you're
3: – Well, I'm still sort of – I'm as there as I can be. You know, like they were driving me around and filming me all the time, so it was my job really, you know <laughs> – Dad, it's my be, job. be high all the time. But now that I, it's not my job, I don't I, – you know, I'm not like – insisted on being high all the time and that's part of what I proved in the movie I think is that you know I went 30 days without it and it wasn't that difficult you do 30 days 30 days
0: uh, on and off of uh, drinking too right One month. On, uh, one no month no
3: on. the whole thing the whole 60 days was no drinking and that was much harder than uh did you, you find time. it harder
4: just based on like in social situations not grabbing a drink or?
3: Yeah, that's just it's just the thing is that like smoking has been relegated to before and after my shows mm-hmm. I cannot smoke during my shows right but I can drink during my shows and I do yeah and That's every night. I have a cop and,
2: and that, that was the weirdest yeah. thing about quitting drinking for me so many years ago is that there's almost no worse profession other than being a bartender that than being a comic and, and not drinking because you're fucking always. comedy clubs are bars, yeah. and so you're always around it, always. Yeah. So it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting way to, to, to go about. it. Yeah. No,
3: I, I, I thought that it was it. extremely zen of you to not to not only stop drinking but also never relapse when you're in comedy clubs all the time, and also never complain about it. I've never once heard you, oh man, I wish everyone's yeah. drinking
2: I, I don't miss I it. I, if I think
0: you were at bars and comedy clubs even more when you quit drinking.
2: Yeah. You were just going out so I don't really much. miss it. I don't, I don't, I miss, I miss, you know what I, I miss like, oh, if I'm out of town, like if I, if I were to go to Europe, oh, it'd be really nice if I could have a drink like a glass of wine or a beer or something outside where it's really, in a piazza when it's really nice and, yeah. but, then I just kind of go, yeah. then it would end up being 20 beers. And then it just seems gross to me. I
3: find that environment everywhere I go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, I'll be sitting around not thinking uh, a, a drink would be nice right now. But whenever I'm somewhere beautiful or, or about, about to watch something, like these movie theaters that have, uh, where they bring you booze at your seats, I love that. You know, it do you doesn't th- happen that often or often enough. Do
2: you think but, we're going to legalize pot in California when it goes on the ballot? Well,
3: it's supposed to be on the ballot in November uh, on the 2nd. I'm going out on tour with Graham Elwood this summer to uh, – we're doing the pot the vote tour where we're going to hit like five or six cities in California and, and try to do as much media as we can to remind people to vote. And then that, of course, is – three or four months before the actual voting so I don't know if it's going to be effective
2: well wait what happens if it's legal it, does it become like Amsterdam are there like pot districts where you can go into a bar and they serve you that's they give the you thing. bricks of pot or, or is it just does <sighs> it just that the federal government stops busting these, no, these that's dispensaries
3: it. that's it if the state votes to legalize it it'll Doesn't still matter. be ille- illegal according to the feds But the state will have said it's legal. So then just like the dispensaries have had since medical marijuana has been legal, there will be probably skirmishes with the feds of some sort. But I imagine personal use, just like with medical marijuana, no feds ever going to bust into my house. Right, just because I bought some from a place.
2: Although they might so, bust into your house specifically, you're yeah, pretty outspoken yeah. <laughs> about it. Maybe, but you know they're they're not gonna. Should we bust the guy with uh, the thirty joints in his mouth on the DVD cover? That was uh, photoshopped. What of the money that the state Officer? gains? What of
0: what, what the money that the state <laughs> gains Carry on. from these dispensaries? Like, um, is that considered not valid by the feds? Like, no, I mean
3: uh, that's that's part of the thing is that uh, the reason it's going to be on the ballot in the fall is so we're broke. Uh, uh, well. You know they got it. They got enough signatures to get it on the ballot. But then, in addition to that, um, it also is going to possibly help. I mean, it's the number one cash crop in many states in this country, and it's illegal in all of those states that it's the number one cash crop.
2: Isn't it almost like the federal government going in and busting uh, Indian gaming casinos? we are like, uh, it's illegal to gamble. are yeah, yeah. like, yeah, but our state said it was okay for it to do on our on, on the reservation. I mean, it's, it's essentially kind of a-
3: the same thing, and that's why Obama said, "Knock it off." But who knows what's going to happen. When this flip is switched on, in, on November 2nd, like I, I – you know, right now the polls are saying 65 percent of Californians think it should be legal. And I think most of those think that because they either don't care or they think it's going to help, help financially. It's going to help the state. But it's interesting that there's still no ads on TV, pro or con. Like I don't know how hard anyone's going to come up against
2: it. But I don't think I don't. California's not as progressive as people think it is. No, as, it really as, LA cool. and no, I mean, San Francisco, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I think we learned that from the Prop the Eight gay marriage yeah. thing, the yeah. Prop yeah. Eight fiasco. Yeah, really,
0: yeah. What, what you <laughs>
2: realize is that there's really like two progressive places in California, LA and San Francisco. San Francisco really, yeah. the most, and then everything else is rednecks in between. Yeah, no one seems like, to
0: understand that. Uh, that like most except for our listeners, listeners in those places. Yes. <laughs> yes, of
2: course. You guys, we love are you awake. guys. No, no, we don't let them know. off easy. You know I'm talking to
1: you. <laughs> hey,
3: <Wyreka. laughs> Oh no. <laughs>
0: yeah, Wyreka is uh, is a the very meth capital. Meth capital, also <laughs> highest <laughs> the meth capital of meth. Highest uh, per capita of KKK members in the entire country. Per oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, like uh, like it's just because they're just falling
2: out of the KKK cabinets. Per capita. Please don't make fun of KKK because I said one thing on. Oh, wait! Whoa, I, wait! We're, wait!
4: We're, we're wait enough! Wait. wait!
2: a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I got Please threatened. Don't make fun of them. Well, make yeah. fun of them, but I, I got I got horribly threatened, and they, they fucking scare me. Because really? if you're if you are still in the mindset like yeah, it's okay to go on sheets, you know, put sheets on and burn crosses and tell people of different races they're inferior, you're obviously not. Like you obviously don't have a problem just going out and fucking murder. Like reason
3: yeah. isn't one of your hobbies. Maybe not. I, maybe do I, not. Do I remember all of <laughs> that the came
2: out wrong? Time. I didn't mean don't make fun <laughs> of it. <them. laughs> <Exactly. laughs> That's one of those things they Please. took the quote out of context. It's a secret <laughs> institution. <laughs> 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 Whatever you think about it, don't make fun of it. <laughs> what I meant yeah. is don't what? don't don't attract their ire to me or this podcast. Do I, re- do
4: I remember all of They're the family incorrectly in my childhood, or did did the Ku Klux Klan try and recruit? Uh, in All in the Family. Didn't they try and recruit him? And then, like, I remember that... No,
3: that was the Halloween
4: episode. No, it must have been. Yeah, I think
3: I made, I, made, I, made, I made some joke that was on...
2: was just ghost trick-or-treating. <laughs> the most unfortunate ghost costume. I made some joke on Twitter, like, there was some article about, our, our babies racist? <laughs> and so I said something like, coochie-coo Cuchy-cou, or coochie-ku-klux-glan. And uh, and I think I also made some uh But that's
4: adorable. Why would they ever get mad?
2: Mm-hmm. I also made some Ku Klux clown joke where it was like a racist clown, but uh and then that was like, like I got called
4: me the clown but white.
2: Right. I got I got like horribly threatened and I I looked up some of these people and they ran like these weird BDSM sites, and they lived in rural parts of the Pacific Northwest. And How does like, the internet no. get out there? How, is it? How does that happen? Um, through hatred. Their oh, hatred yes. is so strong that it's it forms this it's telepathic link. It's a hate net. There's a whole yeah. There's a hate net. It's just, a satellite uh, of it's a satellite uh, yeah. of hatred. I'm learning a lot, guys. Um, so lasties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Doug, uh, Mike Fern and I could... You know, it's like
3: if a bunch of monkeys uh, pound a rock on a computer, eventually they'll write some hate speech.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or, a, or Shakespeare.
2: That, you know, that, that's funny. You just reminded me that when we were doing Trash, Steve Higgins, who was our head writer, who then went on to do SNL...
3: And he's the voice on the beginning of Jimmy Fallon. Of Jimmy Fallon.
2: Night. Amazing guy. One of the funniest people I've ever made. with Jimmy Fallon! He... Um, He's, I like how he's running and the
3: roots are playing. He, he, had said, yeah. he had
2: said that uh, he would get these puzzling notes back from the network all the time. And he'd go, you know, it's like if you're playing computer chess against someone and you don't see the other person. And they're making these moves and they're kicking your ass because you think they're brilliant. And then you come to find out the person on the other end is a monkey. And they're, like, they're just making these random decisions. And you're like, they're brilliant. But it's just a random assortment of are you texting right now are you
3: not on airplane mode no, I want to show you guys something you know I'm still in airplane mode see so you told me you could do everything still I didn't know that but when I used to when Sarah was dating Jimmy Kimmel I used to frequent tapings of his show as a few of my other friends did as well and we would say you know we would just call it J.K.L. when referring to it in text and so but the first time I wrote J.K.L. Well now see now it's finally doing it right it finally finally learned it But the first few times I wrote JKL into my iPhone, it suggested KKK. Oh, which means somebody was Uh, like, "We should put put this this in the vocabulary. Put three initials together, and one of them's a K. It might be KKK." America.
0: I uh, should make uh, it it easy on America. I tried to put crab in once, and Arab came up.
4: It's that's weird. If you type if you type ghost B, Ghostbusters comes up properly. Really? Capitalized and everything. Oh, so... Nerd does so not nerd come up. nerd totally put <laughs> that in. Nerd fine. does
2: not come up. When you try to type nerd in, it doesn't... It's, like, I would think that'd be the first fucking word they would put in the iPhone, and it's not, it's not in the they iPhone. Don't it's not that that no. They don't think that way themselves. No. They don't look in a mirror. Technically, you can add words to your own dictionary by making creating, yeah. making them contacts. Yeah.
4: Also, uh, Sasquatch comes up. S-A-S-Q. Sasquatch. Oh, that's, that's anyway. interesting.
2: Still not nerd, though. So over. apps still work? <laughs> You, you know, I gotta say, when I, I have to say, your first gen iPhone is in surprisingly good condition. It, 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 it's because it's, pretty, it's you <laughs> wanna tell the story? <laughs> oh.
3: I went cool. to an amusement park one day with my first gen iPhone, and it was in St. Louis, and it was sweating, and, and it was gross, and we went on tons of rides, me and Graham Elwood. And uh, it was, I was just like, it was just one of those days where I'm soaking wet. But you know how the iPhone is? It feels like it can get wet. Right. A, a little wet or whatever. And then suddenly, when I went to type something, Uh, The entire middle row of keys wouldn't work at all. And when you eliminate an entire middle row of letters, it's very hard to even cryptically tell people things in a text. Right. So suddenly that was like something I couldn't do anymore, which drove me nuts that I couldn't text and that it
2: was doing that. Why does Doug keep writing QWERTY?
3: And I called up up Matt and I said, uh, hey, Genius Bar, what's the deal with...
2: which sounds sarcastic when you call someone Genius Bar. It sounds like you're saying they're stupid. Hey, Genius Bar.
3: No, but you know what I mean. I have a friend that's a Genius Bar guy, and I yeah. take advantage of it. And so I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I texted him what was happening, and he wrote back, Oh, yeah, sometimes that, that's the thing that happens to him because of moisture. Because of excess moisture... In my pocket, running around the amusement park on a hot day, it made the middle row of my keyboard go out, and that's something there had been precedent with. Like that's yeah. an ongoing problem. Oh yeah, that's just because you uh, had, like you knew what the problem was immediately.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, your ball sweat is creating too much moisture <laughs> for the device. Yeah, so and they can tell when there's moisture damage. They just run a flashlight into the port underneath, and you there's can see. A liquid indicator.
3: So he got me a late generation, first generation when I,
2: when I had to switch it in. A because, late generation. Because gen. there was no
3: way to fix it. Nice. So I swapped it out because I had whatever Apple warranty you talked me into buying. And
2: the his sensor around. wasn't tripped. So in, for, with Super HiMe, you had uh, Furman and I, um, we made a song for you. For the, uh, for the movie. Yes, you did. Which, I'm really grateful for that. Which uh, which appears for a couple seconds in the car. You guys
3: happily and quickly took the assignment. I said, come up with a 30-second theme song that's, that's peppy
2: and bouncy. Well, and many years ago, fun. Mike Furman came home one night really high. And so he just recorded, because he was super, super high, he recorded this thing of just him going, I'm super, I'm fucking, I'm super fucking high. And there was some giggling. And so we just, we took that and built a song around it and um, so I, I will I'll when we end the podcast I will end the podcast with that song so people if they care they can hear it oh for reals I thought we were talking about the I Love Movies theme oh we did the I Love Movies theme as well which, that's what which, I thought we were talking no, about I was talking about Super Fucking High which is in Super High that's hilarious we've done a couple of Doug Benson uh yeah, projects. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that
4: was not a theme song for
3: this show. The
2: <laughs> interesting, no, Anamana Gucci <laughs> does our theme song. The
3: podcast was first. Yep. Right, you did that. Yeah. And then I said, would you guys like to do a song for Super Jaime? Yeah. And we were making it because I saw the writing on the wall that we were going to have no budget for songs, so we were just like getting whatever we could mm-hmm. in there, and um, so yeah. So I asked you guys to write something, and then. How what it like? Does it play as an instrumental in the movie, or because you don't get to hear you actually singing? I'm super fucking. I thought high. it was in the credits.
2: No, it's in the it's. There's one scene where they're in a car. There's one scene, I mean? but
3: I think it's just a, kind of an instrumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I think you it had a long instrumental break in it or something.
2: I think we had hoped like this is going. I hope stoners I hope, love this song, uh, but I don't know if anyone likes it. Yeah, like that. well,
3: that's the thing is that. Uh, there was just the hold up on the end of, you know, the, when I gave it to the, I was like, here's the song for the movie. And I gave it to him and it was just like, you know, I didn't want to give you guys notes per se, but they just sort of reacted badly to the fucking over and over again. <laughs> Cause we're already making a pro drug documentary. And then, like you know, the
2: throws throw I do they,
3: they never thought we could get a PG thirteen. I don't think, but they still thought that that was just like uh, you know something that's just going to be a headache down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I totally understand. You have to
2: understand. believe that and all the fucks, and, tell and him then, him then if it's you on can't TV hear the song. Or, the, the word "fuck" is in that song like sixty times. NC seventeen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: that's, so
3: that's where there was kind of a stumbling block there. But they still used you know part of it like just sort of as like transition music. Yeah, yeah, or Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the uh, the I love movies theme. Now the show's called Doug Loves Movies because that's what you sing in the song, and yep. that's also when people Google it, that'll be the first thing that comes up.
2: Which is Cause better because if you write I love movies in Google, then that's
3: it. You'll still get my podcast it's pretty close to the top of that, but you'll you'll basically the first thing will be like porn probably.
2: That's called bad SEO.
3: <laughs> yeah. So we changed it to Doug Loves Movies and. Uh, but now I'm meeting people in bands and asking them to do covers of yours.
2: Yes, you know what? Oh, uh, my my friend Tony Thaxon from Motion City Soundtrack. Is he, says sent me a gonna, text.
3: he says they're going to try to do a cover oh, of. Oh,
2: I would love that! I sent him the lyrics, and then yeah, and then
3: it um, <laughs> all makes sense, huh? It does. <laughs> That's how <it> works. <laughs> Like uh, you know, except for it won't be a new one every week, but it'll be like weeds, you know, like every like weeds. Yeah. Every yeah. few yeah. months, I can like pop in a new one for a few episodes. I love that. Genius That's...
4: factors was the best. The which ones? Regina Spectors.
0: My, weed. F- my buddies did one too. The uh, Man
2: Man. They did a. They did a Weeds one. Opening. I love that, I love that song. Yeah, yeah and then the, and then they, like they kind it. of abandoned that whole.
3: Well, they uh, now, now it's just like the opening title sequence is just a quick flash on on some sort of object with weeds. Like it's always like a art. You know, it's like a design thing, mm-hmm. and there's no there's usually no music or anything. It's just like a quick title.
2: Now, Doug, you're a smart, you're a very smart guy because you you've been doing comedy for a long time and you've managed to build you've you've slowly built all these different. Doug Benson uh, themed properties like the not, <laughs> not to ma- not to make it sound artistic not to make it take any of the, the art out of it but you know the Doug loves movies and then the Benson interruption yeah. which is phenomenal and I'm doing your Benson interruption in uh, June what's the date it's June, June 14th June Do you 14th think this is gonna come out before then this is going up tomorrow oh wow yeah I'm putting it up tomorrow holy so that,
3: let's so talk can... let's talk more topical shit then yeah this is Memorial Day did you guys see that movie W <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the Benson Interruption on June 14th will feature you and also like guests are always kind of tentative because people have things that come up and things they're doing or they just forget that they said yes to me but tentatively right now it'll be you and um Sarah Silverman and Paul Shear and you know others to be named later and um for anybody that's listening to the Nerdist podcast who might not be familiar with The Betsy Interruption, it's essentially me hosting a show but then I sit on stage with a microphone with during each act and, uh, and contribute. And it sort of, it started off as like come out, try your new bits or do some classic bits, whatever you want to do and I'll try to jump in. But now it's sort of Got into more of a storytelling mode because if anybody comes out and tells a story that I haven't heard before, it's just fun to get my take on it as it goes along.
2: By the way, this is not a formula that just anyone can do. Do not interrupt your friends' shows just for the fuck <laughs> of it. You have to be funny like Doug Benson for it to work because your contributions have to build... Uh, like, rather than well, just interrupting, you, know, you have like, to uh, add...
3: It's almost like an improv game. Like, pretend you're... Like, I've even done this with the Sklars. like, I've stood on stage with the Sklar brothers and pretended to be the third Sklar. But, <laughs> but, I, don't, but I don't know what we're talking about. So I just have to repeat something they're saying or add another tag on to everything nice. they say. And it's really fun to do because it's like a fun improv game. And you get bigger laughs on things that aren't that ingenious just because you clearly thought of it.
2: Well, also, I've I've re- I've come out of your shows with brand new stuff because... I mean, I just feel like you're such a you're such a wonderful safety net. I know that if something doesn't fly, then you'll it's sort of shitty on my part to be like, yeah, Doug will save save this if yeah. it doesn't go. But
3: but that's sort of how like uh, Dax Shepard got involved with it. Like he does a show whenever I, I have him on whenever he's not shooting something because he's like he's just a really funny guy and he's got great stories and he wants to you know he wants to kind of get into stand up and you know. Uh, especially because he could probably go to colleges.
2: He told the he told the most amazing Michael Jackson story at that one Benson interruption we did at Largo like six or seven months ago, and uh, it was phenomenal. He's he's fantastic. I knew D- D- Dax used to be at Groundlings, and I knew him yeah and, and he, when was when he was on and like so yeah. he's got
3: a you know even though he's an actor he's still got a lot of uh,
2: credibility he's a funny guy
3: being spontaneously funny and I'm finding I'm finding more of those and trying to get them to do the show like I'm trying to get John Ham to do it because all he has to do is come out and tell a story and then I fuck with him it's almost like panel on a talk show where there's not that constriction that everybody has on a talk show which is like the whole discussion has to be made first
2: well, 're the then, you're, 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 you're the sidekick in a way but it's but, but it's, you're driving the show
3: yeah but I also don't have to keep it moving like if something's fun we can dwell on it for as long as we need to, for yeah. it to you know as long as it's continuing to be fun like whenever I watch anyone being interviewed on TV even the best interviewers, have that kind of look in their eye, like they're keeping track of when they've got to wrap it up. They're thinking, they're thinking about what their next question is, and in some cases, they're bored out of their minds. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's the other thing about the interruption is it's my friends telling jokes and m- me fucking with them. Like that's that's my idea of a great.
2: Time. Well, then, and then and then it's in a other night, which was formerly the silent movie theater. You had me come and do a movie interruption with. You and me and Scott Ackerman and uh, and and Larry um, Larry Zerner. Larry Zerner. We did we did Halloween. I mean, uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part <laughs> oh, Three. Oh yeah, D- I couldn't go. Yeah. In yeah. in three D, but we watched a two D print of it. And um, I mean, essentially, we're just mystery science theatering the movie. But it was so much fucking fun, man. Yeah, it's we blast. had so much fun.
3: Yeah, I was really I was. Because people afterwards, you know, Larry Zerner and a couple other people were like... Who's in the movie. How did you know people would show up and tolerate four guys on microphones yapping throughout a movie? And I was just like, well... You know, obviously you have to pick the movie carefully. It's got to be something that has, you know, downtime in it. Like, you can't just watch, like, a classic screwball comedy or something where everything's happening and there's no... There are long stretches of in.
2: silence in front so, of 13th so Part 3. So
3: horror movies are great for it. Probably science fiction will be great for it. Yeah. And then my intention now, because the Cine family was... The the guy that runs that place was thrilled. With Adrian. It went. Ad- Hadrian. Hadrian. Um, that's one of those names, Hadrian. Like, every time... The first few times you hear it, you're like... I'm going to maybe have to hear this a few more times. But Hadrian... Well, I
2: remember his name because Hadrian was a Roman emperor, if I'm not mistaken.
3: It had to be something old because I can't imagine somebody would make up Hadrian.
2: No. But it's whatever an old, he it's, he is, <laughs> it's an old day.
3: Whatever he is, he's running the theater now, and uh, he was happy with the results. So my intention is to keep doing it uh, once every two or three months. Uh, uh, and the next movie I want to do is a movie called Torque. Mm-hmm. That, is that uh, a bike movie that Adam Scott is in? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, got I love Adam bikes, Scott. It's yeah. got bikes and cars, and Adam Scott is like he's a, a detective team that's on this particular case. <laughs> <Is> this <laughs> a serious movie, and uh, it kind of it's kind of a comedy and kind of serious. But Adam Adam's like the funniest in the movie because he kind of seems to get the the tone of it. Like mm-hmm. he kind of knows it's a piece of crap and and acts accordingly. And uh, but he's got a partner who I think is uh, the woman who played the wife of the uh, Hispanic. Coroner, uh, six feet under. I think <laughs> it's that kind of thing, like where it's just like yeah. a random character actress is his partner, and they're chasing after these dudes that are, uh, you know, having, having these having these <laughs> Torquing it up. Yeah, yeah, having these uh, arc, you know, fights and and uh, street racing and all sorts of stuff. So it's got like crazy stunts in it. It's kind of like. I don't know. I don't think McGee directed it, but it's kind of like he clearly was standing around telling people what to do because it's kind it of like McG vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, I forget who directed it, but anyway,
4: was it like an answer to Fast and Furious or something? It was. I don't what know it? whether it was an answer, answer was to a
3: question. It was an answer. yeah. To, yeah it was an answer Why? to a question. question. It was definitely an answer to a question nobody asked because nobody saw the movie. Nobody really remembers it, but it it does have some really funny stuff in it. But it also has, I think, enough downtime that we could do it. And I think that that. Sort of gave us a little extra license, uh, or it just made it more interesting to fuck around with one of the cast members right there doing it with but us. But do you
2: think it has to be a movie that people are familiar with, though? I mean, like, part of the fun of Friday the 13th Part 3 is I, I, I imagine that most people that came to that knew that movie. So can people watch a movie they've never seen before and, and I still... I think so, yeah. because it it's, it's got to be a movie.
1: Like,
3: yeah. yeah, but Mr. Science Theater was always colossally bad movies, like yeah. nothing yeah. good about them. You know, like where even if a character tried to make a joke, it wouldn't get a laugh. Whereas Torque actually has some intentionally funny stuff in it. Friday the 13th 3D, you know, had a couple of good gross-out moments that we uh, got to Uh, to have fun with. Do you mean the harpoon in the eye? Yeah, but we got to have fun with it because uh, they've got a button on the projector at CineFamily to just quickly show things like it's like TiVo. So like we'd be like let's see that again. They'd oh, show that's us awesome. like so every time somebody died violently, we'd watch it
2: five or six. Did the harpoon right go into the oh, eye five times? That's great. Or forget, yeah.
3: Yeah. So I don't know if any of that'll go on with Torque, but um, but yeah, that's my intention is to try to meet people that are in movies that I like that are kind of funny, bad, but not not terrible. But also, I just think doing it with a great movie, it would have to be a certain great movie. Mm-hmm. Like I bet you we could have fun with. It's too long, but we would have fun with something like Gone with the Wind because as serious as it is it doesn't it doesn't hold up
2: to a modern sense of I mind. should see if rain wilson would come and we could do, do house of a thousand corpses
3: <laughs> yeah. well that's yeah that that would be that's an obvious good one because it's the movie's
2: engaging but also talking through it wouldn't But and there's a lot I think there are a lot there's a, there's enough you're right horror sci-fi is perfect because there's enough tension moments where you can like the, the, you can talk through that through yeah that stuff. whenever
3: somebody's like in Friday the 13th 3 it was amazing how often people were looking for something
2: <laughs> you know they're looking
3: for somebody else or they're looking for you know like
2: walking into just, a barn for no reason there's just
3: people wandering around and saying and like whatever whatever they're looking for they keep repeating it out loud yeah. you know? <laughs> and is anyone there yeah. like there's a so lot this is of funny. That. come on <laughs> yeah so there was a lot of room for us oh I'm dead. for yeah. us to play but did you notice the lady the actress that was in the movie that Larry? Pointed out to us was there, and we introduced her at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. she didn't stick around after it was over. She, but she was very nice afterwards. She I, mean, I saw she her. Was happy? Yes, she okay, was happy. The, and the guy that she was with was, was, was like, "Oh, this was so I said much fun." Awful about her at some point. Oh no, I, I mean, surely she, you can't, you, she certainly couldn't be like, "How could they trample over my art?" Like yeah, I'm sure it wasn't after
3: like a bad line ringer and I, hers. I probably like mockingly did her voice and went, "I want a dick in my mouth." or whatever.
0: <laughs> You should do. Uh, the I'm movie sure Rad. I said
3: something horrible.
0: Rad. Yeah, because actually, uh, my my buddy Sarah Haskins uh, is engaged to the guy who wrote it,
2: so that might be kind of fun for you to do. That sounds good. So I'm so already and, getting suggestions from people. On, on so like, so Doug Benson. Show this movie. So we can find you. We can, can find you. you with the, we yeah. can find you all over the place. We can find you on Netflix with Super Jaime. We can find you. Are, uh, TV. Are you and Graham going to do another? Uh, some more of of your your show. Well,
3: you know, interestingly, the we did a pilot uh, called or a special for G4 called The High Road, mm-hmm. and it just it took forever for them to you know they grappled with it for a long time, and I give them credit for making this special to begin with, but ultimately G4. You know, the network that does 420 Day every year, they had to pass on doing it as a series because they didn't want to finance something that is essentially a glorification of uh, illegal drugs.
2: Which is you. Which is
3: essentially <laughs> me, yes. So you might not see me on the channel much. That's in, your brand. In, in general. But, uh, but, like, you know, and I've been trying to explain this to people, they, they say, but they show Super High Me over and over again. And I go, yes, but they didn't acquire Super High Me. And in the case of The High Road... Uh, they made it, but they can kind of distance themselves because they don't advertise it that it's showing at it all. They just kind of spring it on. And then also every time I smoke, we had to edit it in a way that every time I smoke, I refer to it as medical marijuana mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. And that would have been
2: – I guess I better start medical marijuana-ing. Yeah. yeah.
3: That would be a strain on a series to, yeah. to have to do that
2: all the time. Yeah,
3: and, yeah, yeah. And, and, but they didn't even – They didn't even put it out there like that. They didn't say, hey, you can do like a lesser version of it. They just just said, we can't do this show. We can't do it on a weekly basis. So now we're just sort of uh, looking into the idea of, you know, essentially the high road was just super high me continued. And so now I just want to kind of continue the high road back into feature films. I want to try to get a, a movie version of Grammy. summer with the pot to vote thing
2: okay so there's, we're going to
3: try to film that tour
2: so there's that and then also Doug Loves Movies which is uh, which is hugely popular on iTunes uh, your podcast and then also The Interruption which people should see uh, if you're in LA June 14th and then D- D- Doug Benson's Movie Interruption which you should come see the next time that happens um, <laughs> and, and you're at Doug Benson on Twitter are you yeah. at Doug Benson dot
3: no, there's Doug love, DougLovesMovies.com, is a way if you don't want to go through the iTunes to. Uh, I think
4: Doug's also still one of the last me. people on MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: holding up that. You feeling. love it. I love MySpace because. I get friend requests every day. Still, if the friend requests stop coming in, I would I would
2: dump it or certainly pay less attention to it. You got to accept those friendships because who else are you going to talk about tap out shirts with? But also,
3: once you're in with the, once you've accepted them and vice versa, you can have you know trying to converse on Twitter is a pain in the ass. You know because I don't want to follow somebody just so we can DM. Right, right, right. So I have to. That's a great place to send them to. Is let's just go to MySpace and you can write all you want in your letter to me and I'll read it and then I'll write all I want back to you. There's mm-hmm. no restrictions. Am I
0: still on your top friends?
3: I think you are. Nice. Yeah, I haven't changed my top friends. I, I, only, uh, I update the tour thing. I'll put a new album on the page when a new album comes. What's funny out. is you go
4: to people's pages and the top friends is like gaps. <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> dropped out. Yeah, I still have mine. Yeah, I still have
3: yeah. mine on there. All right. Yeah, cool. and you know, the people that are coming to, you know, s- and sending me friend requests on there, there's a very specific thing that's happening. Like, you just look at their picture and you go, oh, yeah, they probably either smoke pot or go to a lot of movies and it's mostly the, the pot smokers. Mm-hmm. Are, uh, I, I think the pot smokers are taking over MySpace because it's gotten so quiet there. <laughs>
2: you could fucking but run that place. You could be the president place, of MySpace, yeah, Doug Benson. Oh, you just run around. I, I'm Tom not kidding. If I
3: looked at it right now, I'd have five or six new friend requests without really, this is one of the few times I've ever even really talked about it lately.
2: There's some, like, there's uh, these, uh, these, these, MySpace sympathizers who with all this Facebook stuff are like see this is why I stayed here at MySpace no privacy I'm just waiting for issues. Uh, like a retro
0: <laughs> flashback so because I'm still on Friendster and like I'm going to be so cool
2: yeah yeah, is
0: yeah.
3: Friendster really still going oh it's Finally. still around
2: yeah it's still Friendster still around
0: I'll, I'll, I'll occasionally because I don't have the email that I signed up with Friendster or MySpace so I, it's, I can't cancel them 'Cause I cancel that email address.
2: You so can Friendster, upload a picture to Friendster. Is Friendster
3: like mostly older people then or?
2: Uh I don't I think it might just be Rob Schneider. I think it's all just skeletons. <laughs> skeletons. Ghosts. Skeletons and ghosts.
3: Yeah, Hi. I didn't even realize Friendster was still a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's still there. So when I got out, right out of there, there. I, I burned it down. I cancelled my account.
2: Yeah. Well, Doug, thank you very much for coming back and doing This was a super fun podcast, by the way.
3: Yeah. I think that was great. I, you good. know, it wasn't as good as the one that didn't work out.
2: But you'll never know that,
3: America. <laughs> Can you imagine if know. I actually really thought of it that way? Like, man, you guys <laughs> fucked up and ruined the good one. This one will do, I guess.
2: I mean, as long as it's my voice out there promoting my stuff, I don't give a fuck. But seriously, <laughs> way, to, way to fucking ruin the good one. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, Let's talk more about uh, this I, I This happy,
3: particular podcast. I was happy we got to do it again and then it went so well. And
0: he's waiting to turn it off. It's <laughs> a lovely
4: home you have here.
0: Oh, ah, yes. Nice. You know, my favorite I mean, part you of the podcast purpose? was minute 15. Where did we
4: stop them? <laughs> the did you
0: keep the notes? Keep the notes? Okay, I kept minutes. I'm the minute taker. Say goodbye.
2: Bye. The end. Well,
1: is a form of extractive metallurgy. Smelting. The main use of smelting
2: is to produce a metal from its ore. Smelting makes use of a chemical reducing agent to change the oxidation state of the metal ore. The carbon or carbon monoxide derived from smelting removes oxygen from the ore to leave the metal. smelted carbon is oxidized,
1: producing carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide. As most ores are impure, it is often necessary in smelting to use flux, such as limestone, to remove the slag. <laughs>